0: This is the High Impact Leadership Podcast. Bringing vision into action. Josh Veneta is a leadership and business growth coach. I decided that I wanted to have a bigger impact. bigger impact. Fueled by helping individuals and organizations thrive. Engaged with a new passion. Josh is a proven business leader. To help others succeed. Over 15 years experience in helping organizations put vision into action. Where we provide tools and wisdom that help leaders and their organizations organizations to thrive. Strategy. strategy, strategy. Consistent execution. execution. Leadership. leadership. That's what coaching actually is. It's an unlocking of what's already there. This is the
1: High Impact Leadership Podcast.
0: Well, welcome back to another episode of High Impact, a podcast for leaders. My name is Josh Veneta, leadership and business growth coach, and I'll be your host today. Today, my guest is Mia Arakaki. Mia is a wife and mother who is passionate about women living lives that overflow with life, abundance, and health for their families, businesses, and their communities. She expresses this passion as a transformational coach, working with female entrepreneurs to overcome anxiety, exhaustion, and burnout. In her work with women, she integrates nervous system healing, spirituality, and healthy relationship strategies to bring peace, energy, and connection to their life and to their work. Her experience includes 14 years working as a mental health counselor and the last eight years building a private practice. She is now enjoying building another business with her husband on a property in Tennessee where they will offer retreats for growth and healing and a reset from the incessant busyness of life. Mia, welcome to the podcast. So great to have you. Thanks. It's great to be here. So I wanted to tap in to your experience um, now that everybody else has heard your bio as somebody who has been in the mental health space and who has dealt with leaders for quite some time. I think when I was before I uh, left my last position to start my coaching practice, I was becoming increasingly aware of the just kind of the wake, the mental health wake that I think COVID left. Um, And in many ways, I think probably things that were under there that many of us didn't even realize were going on. So um, let's talk first though about mental health. I feel like it's kind of got a stigma and I think it's it's lessening to some degree now. So help us gain an understanding of a healthy one of what mental health really is.
1: Yeah, sure. I, I really feel like Mental health is starting to transition to um, having a, having less of that stigma now, but i it's similar to physical health I think if you compare it um, if you have a serious physical illness um, that then you need you need help around that, but I think it's also that may not mean that you're thriving physically and I think mental health is similar. Um, the first half of my career I worked with more serious and persistent mental illness and um, it's it's I think you don't have to have a serious and persistent mental illness in order to have mental health difficulties right Um, just like you may not have a, a serious chronic medical condition but you may not be thriving and healthy um, and so I think mental health is is similar, and we're starting to have a better understanding of that and people are starting to accept that more, that even though you may not have a serious and persistent mental illness, you're, you're really just not functioning well. You may be going to your, going to work, you may be doing your duties with your family, you may be able to look like you're healthy, but really you're not thriving. And so I, I see so many people really struggling with just chronic, anxiety and depression and um, those are things that that coaches and counselors can really help with and I think more people are starting to be able to access that and it's not it's not something that necessarily is wrong with you right it's just that you may not have been given the tools to be able to deal with some of our like incessant busyness and some of the pressures that we have and so I think it really is something that people are starting to proactively reach out toward in order to be able to thrive mentally and emotionally.
0: That's helpful. I'm curious. So, if somebody's listening in and going, oh, "Okay, that sounds kind of really good," like, what are some symptoms that you see, um, kind of in the incessant busy, busy life as you uh, you're calling it? Like, what are some <laughs> symptoms that kind of manifest themselves that maybe are indicators for us that like we're okay, but we're not thriving.
1: Yeah, sure. I think um, anxiety, uh, so just worrying about things, but also just that inability to, to shut off and shut down, <laughs> uh-huh. I think. So difficulty sleeping, um, constantly checking your phone for something, even though there's there's not anything that you need to be checking it for. Um, that That's kind of that anxiety trigger that we have to be doing something. Um, and I think also, just exhaustion, feeling, feeling really tired, but not knowing why. Feeling like you should be able to um, perform your best, but you're just exhausted, trouble waking up. Um, and I, I see this um, a lot with, um, with mothers too, just around their working, their home, and it's just, it's just that anxiety is constant and you can't really shut that off right? And so I think um, trouble sleeping, uh, feeling lack of purpose, just not really knowing, okay, what am I getting up and going to work for? Why am I leading this team? Uh, really a lot of self-doubt and just ready to to disconnect, but and an in, inability to.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, speaking personally, I've had several instances in my life um where I remember coming out of a season that was stressful or something and just getting a chance to pull back and rest. Um, And I remember saying distinctly to some friends, I had no idea how tired I was. I had Mm -hmm. no idea how restless I was until I started to pull back. Um, And it's amazing. It's just, I think it's kind of insidious you know, once it starts going, it's, it's almost like a kind of a snowball effect and it just becomes part of our DNA as leaders. Um, you know, and I believe uh, firmly that healthy leaders lead healthy organizations. And so if we're not healthy, um, it's going to be difficult for us to lead our teams well. Absolutely. So uh, talking a little bit about that, Uh, so you have uh, extensive experience as a counselor and you've got your transformational coaching practice, you're spending a great deal of time talking with others about mental health. Many of my clients have told me one of the biggest challenges they're seeing in the workplace now actually is the, and I'm gonna use this term, the bleed over kind of, of mental health issues that happen at home or outside of work coming into the workplace. And I think leaders are kind of left Flat-footed in some ways, because they've got great management skills, in the sense of helping people to um, be efficient and get things done. But maybe not the best leadership skills, because now we're we're finding ourselves having to care for the whole person. So how would you coach a leader who is looking to responsibly care for the mental health of those who they're responsible for?
1: Yeah, and I I think you kind of said the key earlier, Josh, that's that it's really about leaders taking care of themselves first. Like you have to understand that you're a whole person as a leader in order to be able to see and value that in your employees. And I, I really think it's, it's about the employer and the leader setting the stage as a culture themselves, that they have to be the example of that. Um, And so I, I think to, um, you're right, a lot of leaders may not have been equipped with the mental health piece, and that's that's coming in more and more, but I'm seeing leaders are struggling with that too. And so I do think it's it's setting a workplace culture that is able to talk about things like that, um, that leaders are talking about their own experiences of of burnout and maybe even their own experiences of having a counselor or having a coach and what they're doing for their own self-care, uh, self-care, I, sometimes I don't like that term because I think it's been overused, but it really is about managing your own health and your own mental health wellness and your own work-life balance and setting that as an example. And, and I think workplace culture is a big deal in that, um, that there is a culture around um, times of work. Um, and I know that people working from home and having non-traditional schedules, like that's changed some of those things. And I think individuals have less boundaries and there's less known boundaries, especially working from home. You used to go to the job and come home and you didn't check your email at home and all those things. And now it's just work is is there all the time. Like it's in your pocket, you can check your email. And so I think leaders really setting boundaries as a company and as a culture, um, around what that looks like. You don't have to be always on, and that's not expected, uh, that you are actually spending time with your family and not paying attention to your email. Um, and that the leaders have to set that as, as their own boundary and then lead by example. And I think, that's also seen in vacation culture and um, other people have been having a lot of companies have started having sabbaticals for their employees uh, so that they can take time off and studies have really shown that that there's increased creativity and increased productivity after those. And I really think if vacations are expected, not just I, I think a lot of times vacations are frowned upon and so I think having, expected time off and expected even just rhythms to work-life balance
0: yeah th- those are so helpful I mean I remember people coming to work uh for me and I would just be that I'd be like they'd be like I sent you an email last night and you didn't get back to me I said yeah I know and they're like what do you mean and I'm like I wasn't working right like, do, you, do you even have your email on your phone I said oh no definitely not. And they're like, wait a minute, you don't have your email on your phone. I said, no, and I don't expect you to either.
1: Right. Good for you.
0: (laughs) The look on their face was so amazing because they were like, they were like totally stunned. Um, And I think, you know, it's so true a lot of what I'm seeing in my coaching of leaders, I'm working with a client right now and just helping them to calendar better, actually. Mm-hmm. Something as simple as like, you know, it's just scheduling things and letting them have their place to prevent just what you're talking about not shutting off at some point just always being on. Um, and the biggest thing I'm seeing is the, actually just giving people permission. Mm-hmm. And I think leaders leaders can do that. Um, And they're an example. I mean, frankly, as you're saying, it's like, you know, we we, as leaders, we give our employees permission by our own example of saying, yeah, I'm just not going to answer your emails at eight o'clock at night. I'm not going to answer emails on Sundays. Um, And, uh, you know, it's okay. Uh, You know, I think that's, that's, we think that we're going to miss something. I think, you know, it's the kind of the FOMO deal.
1: Um, right absolutely and, that, and I think that that you also see that there's there is a bigger problem whenever your boss gives you permission to do that and you don't you can't do that right and and I think that's that's where it's good to reach out to a counselor or a coach and be able to work with someone to help you implement strategies and see what's going on underneath that I do think um there's the pandemic has triggered different things for people that um, kind of that, that nervous system response and fight or flight. And, and it is difficult to shut that off. And I think you alluded to that whenever you took some time away yourself and it was, didn't, you didn't realize how wound up you are. And so there is a process if you have been so wound up for so long, there is a process to actually taking that down Slowly and a notch a notch at a time in order to be able to maintain that right because it's hard to go from 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 it's like an alcoholic stopping stopping drinking all of a sudden it's really difficult to do and and there are some ramifications even to that and so I think that's that's a place where employers can provide coaches and things like that around just anxiety and nervous system regulation to help people get back to balance.
0: Yeah, it's so it's so interesting. I mean, I when I was, I kind of went quick cold turkey, you know, it Mm -hmm. was the type of thing. And I wish somebody had helped me to kind of slowly do it because it was difficult at times. I mean, I Mm -hmm. found the restlessness inside of me was it was, um, you know, it was disconcerting, frankly. Yes. Um, So yeah, I mean, it's a it's a good point. And I think I, I did actually use the term I said you know, I don't know what it would be like to have to do a detox, but I felt as if my body was having withdrawals from not just being going. Um, right. So I, I really relate with that analogy. I, I'm curious, you you alluded to this a little bit. Um, what are you seeing from the hybrid work environment and people not being, you know, maybe face-to-face with each other or the idea that, you know, I'm in my office right now and I could just walk upstairs, upstairs and keep doing that. Or I could take you know my work stuff down to my couch and just work until you know I want to go to bed what are you seeing around that could you talk a little bit more about that
1: yeah sure i think i think there's two two major things i think it is what we've already been talking about or just just the inability to turn off and that creates anxiety and and even difficulty sleeping and things like that the other thing is is a disconnection from relationships I think like like you're saying I'm sure your your family's around and but you're but you're still working right and I think the the pervasiveness of work and being on has really disconnected us from um relationships and people who uh, who have had great relationships are just having trouble actually connecting with each other um and and that nervous system regulation of okay you're you're always on what about just taking a step outside and taking a walk for 10 minutes and having a reset so if you are working from home i highly recommend taking at least 2 to 3 breaks a day at, at a minimum where you maybe you just walk around your house walk around around the block just to have that that reset from um being on to kind of that bigger picture space, just switching switching the way that you you are looking instead of looking at a screen, looking at nature, having a, a broader perspective helps to reset your nervous system and just being outside in, in nature. Um, so I, I think there's those are two of the main things I think I'm seeing is the constant on, which creates anxiety and depression, and then just disconnection from actual relationships. And I think more Zoom meetings and things like that have also created just higher burnout. There's not as much connection and purpose to your work life um, because those those relationships that you had with each other in the office are, are you're not seeing the person at the water cooler and you're not getting any sort of emotional, personal connection, which it just creates burnout much quicker.
0: Hmm. it's helpful. So at this point, I think probably listeners are going, okay, yeah, you, you, you know, me has definitely diagnosed the problem. How, so, just some practical things. You know, you talked about taking walks during the day. I mean, that's something um, that I've adopted, mm-hmm. and you're so right. It's amazing how a ten minute walk can totally reset in what in a, you know instantly, basically. What are some other tips you would give leaders to care for themselves? well um so they can be fresh and, and thrive and help others thrive as well
1: yeah one of the major tools that i've been using recently with a lot of my clients is nervous system regulation and i think um everybody's experience with the pandemic was different but i think that the pandemic has really triggered some of the the deeper fight flight Uh, freeze responses um and and all the changes that we've experienced in the last few years and i so i if your nervous system is activated and i and i think that your nervous system can be activated into fight flight or freeze um a lot more easily than people think Um, A a wrong glance from somebody or thinking you're not doing a good job or all of those different things that are are smaller pieces where a tiger's not actually chasing you, but you just got an email from your boss that you're worried about, right? That triggers a fight or flight response. And so I have seen that working on nervous system regulation with a lot of the leaders has been really helping. And that what that means and i think nervous system regulation is is um there's a lot of people talking about it now and so you can find some some good information online if you just google nervous system regulation and leadership or or employees working um that sort of thing and so you can find some good good videos um to work around that but it really is coming back to center and coming back to uh an integrated nervous system response instead of coming, instead of being in fight or flight. And so a few ways that you can do that. There's five main easy ways that you can do that. And that's movement. So that's why the walk works, right? Um, Breath work, uh, sound. So listening to music is helpful, but also just singing. So singing activates your polyvagal nerve. Um, which, if you're singing, you're not running from a tiger, right? Um, so all these things are things that that signal to your body that you are in a safe space. Um, the other two are laughter and tears, and so if you can integrate those into your day or into your work, I mean, you may not want people crying at work, right but but the, that one's a little bit more of a personal one, but movement, breath, sound, laughter, and tears. if you can integrate those into your. your daily life somehow, it helps to calm the nervous system because 80% of the information that we have goes from our body to our head and only 20% from our head to our body. So I think a lot of times we can be telling ourselves that we're fine and everything is okay, but we're still in that activated nervous system response. And so if we can be aware of that and signal to our body that we are safe throughout the day it helps us to be present and not always on and actually able to connect with people that activates your ventral vagal um, system, which have, helps you to actually connect with others and decreases those levels of burnout and decreases that heightened anxiety that you're experiencing all the time.
0: Oh, those are those are super helpful. Thank you for those. Um, mm-hmm. So are there any resources that you'd suggest for those of us who are in the marketplace, um, but we're not mental health professionals, uh, but we're we're found like dealing with it with this? So are there resources, books, um, maybe helpful videos online or something that you'd recommend? And then kind of a second question to that is, when do we know, when is the time for us to say, you know, this is really outside of the scope of my like responsibility and these kind of general tools like the ones maybe you just mentioned aren't Mm -hmm. working in this particular scenario and maybe I should encourage this person to get help and how how do you have that conversation with somebody where you think they could really benefit from mental health professional but you don't and you're doing it out of caring for them but Mm -hmm. you know you want it you want them to hear it well and not for them to hear wait this person thinks I need to see a mental health professional what
1: yeah yeah i i think first and foremost i think it is leaders doing their own work um and so i think that's the the number one resource i would say is is as you said earlier if you're not a healthy leader then your team is probably not healthy and so i think you reaching out and finding your own help um then then i think if you are have have your own counselor have your own coach do your own reading. There's a there is a good book on um, nervous system healing called Anchored: um, How to to befriend How to befriend your nervous system using polyvagal theory by Deb Dana. It may be a little a little heady, but it's it's a it's good information. um There's also a book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, by John Mark Comer, has been it's very accessible. So that one's more accessible on just kind of how to how to dial back your busy schedule um but I think I really think leaders doing that work themselves and then whenever you are in a situation where you're talking with an employer um then it doesn't fall flat I think if if you're not doing your own work and don't have your own experience of these things then then often your 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 suggestion for somebody to see a counselor may actually fall flat because it may it may feel like it's more about um you trying to get them to be productive than actually caring for them as a person and so i do think that that that's an important step is that your your con, your concern for them as a person is important and to be able to just say hey like i i am concerned about you do you have other people outside of work that are helping you with this um, and i have also seen that it's important to have other people if if you have the privilege of having having someone else on staff that this is their um, their expertise so having coaches on staff or having a coach that you contract with um, is really helpful because sometimes employees don't want to talk to their boss about. of the things going on in their life and and as a as a employer and a leader you may see that something's going on but they may not feel comfortable talking to you and i think a lot of companies have addressed this with an eap um um organization or something like that which is which is good but i but i've seen a lot of people are hesitant to reach out to those places too if you have somebody that is visible um even if you're a remote company that you have a coach that um, pops into uh, leadership meetings and just does some trainings on some of these things that you're actually giving people access and you're talking about these things as a work culture. And there is somebody else out there that they can connect with that maybe is on staff or maybe is a contracted person that you can say, hey, like I may not be the person that has all the resources for this, but can you touch base with them? They might might have better resources for you. Or I've been trying to help you with your schedule, but really this person is really great at it. And so I think having someone else that's not your your primary boss to be able to talk to these talk to about these things can be helpful. Yeah,
0: that's a that's a great idea. And I I think there's there's real value in that. I think of clients who have asked me to talk to employees. And I, I've been positioned to have a much better um, conversation with them because I'm emotionally detached. And frankly, they're, they're emotionally detached as well um, mm-hmm. because I'm not sitting across from them as, as their boss or whatever. Um, I mean, I'm curious of one more thing. You mentioned EAPs, which are uh, which are great, right? I mean, as, as far as they go, um, providing employees assistance to get counseling or what a, the other programs that exist that fall under that umbrella. Um, how are you seeing... Or, or how could could you talk a little bit about how you see the role of HR changing in all of this? Because I think before something like this was like leaders would just go, "All right, well, I'm going to throw this off to HR." And I think we've established, you know, in the in the kind of the first twenty minutes here that that's really it's bleeding outside of that, and HR professionals are overwhelmed. And I know many of them who have just said, "You know what, I'm out." Um, right you know, like I'm done, but how do you, could you talk a little bit about how you see for human resource professionals, their role changing now and helping both, you know, supervisors and leaders within organizations to be able to deal with this as a frontline response. And then secondarily, um, how HR professionals' roles are changing as well.
1: Mm, that's a great question. Um, I'm not as connected to as much of the corporate world as as I used to be, but I do feel like that um, HR could f- could fulfill some of these things that we're talking about if they if they are able to um, switch, uh, and maybe even to have two people on staff. Right, that that's more about the um, the the normal HR type thing, right? Uh, and then also someone who is more um, uh, just kind of like the the social worker coach of the team, um, having having people on staff that are that are that and that can provide individual um, coaching, I think would would be important. And I think that would mean some different training for them, right? It would maybe a maybe a specialized branch of AR of HR so that you can have. Um, someone who is is trained more one-on-one um and i think hr has has often been that liaison between boss and um and an employee but but really they're um kind of like with the eap well, well and with hr i think their their allegiance is still to the organization. And I do think, especially at this point in time, with the significant rise of mental health difficulties, that employees really need someone who, who, who's for, who's just for them, right? Who their paycheck doesn't depend on. Like, if I tell someone that this is going on in my life, is it going to get back to my boss? And is, is my job going to be in jeopardy? And so I do think if there can be a confidential role within HR to just support employees. And I think that's something that people need to see is that there is somebody that's, that's there just to support them.
0: Yeah, that's, that's really helpful. And I think that's, that's true. You know, i worked for, uh, I had a boss one day and he said, he said the, his, the view of his function of HR was different. And what he meant by that was, it was, it was, it was really a people department. Like mm-hmm. a, a lot of times HR falls under a CFO because of the legal ram ramifications, right. and there's a good place for that. But I think what you're saying is um, maybe there's a, there's a, like my boss said, I have a different function. That's mm-hmm. how I view each right. different. I think it's both. So that's right. cool. Well, yeah. we to, thanks so much for your time. If someone wanted to learn some more about mental health, they wanted to talk to a counselor, or um, they wanted to talk with you some more about nervous system regulation, what's a good way for them to connect with you and your team?
1: Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, right now I have um, my private practice website is RootedHolistic.com. So that's R-O-O-T-E-D-W-H-O-L-I-S-T-I-C.com. And um, I also have a different website for the, bu- for the business that I'm building uh, for coaching and retreats where we will be able to do some digital detox retreats and help people with that process. Um, and that is CoachingAndRetreats.com um it's under construction right now so if you if you look at it right now um there's not much there but it, there will be lots more there probably within 3 weeks so coachingretreats.com or you can connect with me on instagram at mia miaarakaki and that's m e a h a r a k a k i
0: well, Mia, thank you so much. I know that uh, we're all going to be better for having uh, chatted with you and listened to you today. So thanks uh, to all of you for listening in to another episode of High Impact, a podcast for leaders. We'll be back next week with another guest. You can check the show notes for some of the resources that Mia mentioned uh, today, and you can visit us at josh venedacom for more information about coaching for your organization.